0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters, Scott Hansen. Pat McLean.
1: thanks for being with us. Yep,
0: here we are kicking off. December another program. Glad to have you with us both myself and my co-host here. We are both financial advisors. certified financial planner charter financial consultant. we spend our weekdays with people like yourself. broadcast this program on the weekends to be your financial advisors on the air. So thanks for joining us. yeah glad to have you part yes. of the program. We've got uh, one of the things we want to talk about um, later in the program is uh, I got a note from somebody um, I don't know if it was a client or not I think it was a client. Questioning why we have no plans on retiring, so I guess that's us personally. Yes, that's personally. And so she asked if we can discuss it on the show. So we'll discuss no, that, I, what our thoughts are on that.
1: I am going to have show. to spend a couple minutes thinking about <laughs> it. well hope you've had some thoughts on it. <laughs> 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 Ask me on what day. We'll discuss yeah. that. We'll discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that. Uh,
0: so we'll talk about that, but and we'll also, of course, take your calls. And by the way, if you want to uh, get some advice from us before the end of the year, we've got. Um, some more tapings uh, of the program lined up, and we would love to take your call. So you could you can send us an email questions at moneymatters.com, and we'll get you scheduled, or you can call eight three three ninety nine worth and uh, set something up as well. So, but before we go to the calls, because we got some the market, both the stock and bond market on fire for the month of November. Uh, unbelievable!
1: It, it 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 boggles the mind. And again, if you've listened to this show any amount of time, they're like, oh, these guys just say, stick it out, stick it out, stick it out. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so Charlie Munger dies this last week, right? Uh, I haven't paid attention to what happened to Berkshire stock, did you? Oh, I haven't. We should should look it up. I imagine it didn't move. I, I did read a couple articles about the age of the board, and I thought, well, you know what? Uh, it's worked for him so long, maybe sometimes that agent experience actually counts for something, um, not the hot brand new idea, but if you looked at you know, it was down a tad if you look at Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's kind of business strategy they they stay invested right until they accumulate. They do accumulate cash just because the Are companies so they own throw off so much dividend um, and income that they have places that and they wait for certain times. but you don't see them up and down lowering their equity exposure in the market that much. it's 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 minimal. And I thought, well, this is a perfect example of what did what what would Charlie Munger say? By the way, some of the best quotes, business quotes I've ever, ever from Charlie Munger from Charlie Munger ever read just i went through like 30 of them um some of the best business quotes like you know it's funny i
0: was I, on a, i almost clicked the link this morning and as i was, I was do, reading the news on there's a bunch of quotes and i ran out oh of time,
1: you've so got yeah gotta go back i i've heard some of them but like i'd seen a list in a row um uh, so if you get a minute and you want some good business quotes and who doesn't um <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like good business quotes to get oh, you going right there is just so that you can impress your friends with uh business quotes yeah
0: but it's just amazing how i mean you look how strong the growth was in the third quarter
1: inflation rising everybody has come uh, the rate of inflation has come down inflation itself hasn't come down because that would actually be de- <laughs> deflation and that would actually cause uh, more uh problems than the rate of inflation falling
0: uh, but i mean it feels, it almost feels like the market's on a melt up oh, the movement uh, so fast yes in the last month 6 5 weeks or so yes just been on a tear it's i mean it's incredible yes we're about to hit new highs and what was it 2 months ago 3 months ago it was looking really really bad and <laughs> and interest rates the 10 year was above 5% for a period of time yes and and then that rate went up dramatically quick which when rates go up, bond prices go down. So it would look, but this, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's
1: been good. It has been good. So again, this too shall pass. It will not be good forever. There will be a period of uh, turmoil and angst, and that is the cost of excess returns above cash.
0: Let's uh, go to the calls here. We're in Phoenix talking with Nick. Nick, you're with Allworths Money Matters.
2: Hey, Pat. Hey, Scott. How are you? Hi, Nick. Thank you for taking my call. I had a question about um, after-tax contributions to my 401k. I just uh, changed jobs this summer, and it was my first opportunity to contribute after-tax. And
0: do they allow you to put a, a big chunk in there? Some companies do, most do not, but some allow you to do a massive after-tax contribution.
2: It, it, yeah, yeah, up to I think between my pre-tax, my employer contribution, and my after-tax, I think it caps at like sixty-six.
1: Yeah. 000. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you work for a relatively large company.
2: Yes. Yeah, okay. it's a big company. Yeah. Um, so um, I started over the summer. Uh, I'm gonna wait until um, after my. December 15th pay to make a conversion because they don't allow, uh, the, you know, twice a month, uh, in plan conversions I okay. have to do and in service withdrawal at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to have right around, uh, 20,000, um, after tax to convert okay. uh, after the 15th. And, um, I, I don't know a lot about it. I've been trying to read up on it, but I wanted to see if there's anything, I needed to be careful about or if there's any risks to doing this. Uh,
0: So, uh, by the way, it's a great – this is a great strategy for those that work for employers that allow for after-tax contribution above and beyond a normal contribution. And you don't
1: see it very often.
0: No, it's the minority of companies that do this. Yes, yes. And, and so you you can take this in service, and this is companies have to allow for this as well, right? So you're, you're doing an in-service
2: distribution. Well, are,
1: he's quitting his job. Are you, did you say he was leaving your job?
2: No, 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 no I no. Okay. started this new job. Yeah, so it, it hadn't been available to me at my previous job.
0: Yeah. So when you convert this to a Roth, it may or may not trigger a taxable event. It depends upon what other
2: IRAs you have.
0: Do you have
1: any other IRAs?
2: So we have uh, we each have a Roth IRA that we yep, that's that's, that's um, fine. Do a conversion at the beginning of each year, but no nothing in a traditional IRA. I, this
1: is perfect. like the the stars align.
2: Yeah, this is there's
1: there's no it, tax consequences. It, it you know this is a great financial planning technique. Um, quite frankly, you just don't. You know, most employees in the United States work for small companies, not for large companies. And, and even then,
0: most large companies don't. And even most large, large companies. And a lot don't permit in-service withdrawals.
1: But th- the ones that do, it's a brilliant planning technique. Brilliant.
2: Okay, perfect. Yeah, so I was just going to roll it into my Roth IRA, uh, keep it total market just like it was and do in it my, once a year. Uh, 401k. Yep. Yeah, how old are you? Uh, Forty-four.
0: Okay, and what do you what do you have? How much is in your Roth ballpark?
2: Uh, uh my wife and I each have about thirty thousand. Okay, yeah, Roth.
0: yeah, good. Well, then this will yeah. give you a chance. Yes. to I think total
1: market makes a lot of sense too. Yes, perfect.
0: Okay, perfect. Something that size. Yeah.
2: All
1: right. Well, nice, uh, nice financial planning there. Um, to to awesome. actually hit on this technique. How did you learn about this?
2: Well, when I did my uh, rollover from my previous company to the new 401k plan, uh, the person handling the rollover uh, suggested it. Good for,
1: good. good for them.
2: Good for them. Good oh. for them.
1: All
0: right. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Nick. Glad you called.
2: All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: And let's continue on. We're in North Carolina with Curtis. Curtis, you're with Allworths Money Matters.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, Curtis. Um yeah I sent a question uh through the online portal um hope you all are doing. I just started listening to the podcast uh recently after going speaking with some other um personnel at Aldworth and figured i you know put in a question I had and that I share the consensus with some other people all right. Um, all right. so the question was you know let's say around eleven grand monthly, what would be a pragmatic savings goal uh I'd say expenses at four k a month what would be a good savings goal um, per per month for someone making that amount? Okay, so you said you're making, a, you're making
1: um, you're making you're making one hundred and thirty two thousand dollars a year is what you said, and okay. your expenses are forty eight thousand. Is that correct? So eleven and and four a month. Correct? Is that what yeah. you said?
0: Well, my guess is when you state your expenses, um, these are like your absolute must have, right? Like, yeah, necessity. yes, mortgage payment, insurance, food, basics before you do anything, before you can leave the house. Right.
3: Absolutely. So okay. those are the, you know, uh, what's, what's the term they use EBITDA uh, and, and then I take out everything that's absolutely necessary, shelter, food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah. So is the $11,000 a month or $132,000 a year, is that a gross number or a net number after taxes?
3: That would be the gross. Okay. And how old are you, Curtis? Uh, Thirty-six. Oh, young. And are you married? Uh, we'll be in fifteen days.
1: Oh, <laughs> congratulations! Yeah, thank. Awesome. Is, is she aware that you're calling a financial advisor, asking how much uh, money to save for retirement, or he or she aware?
3: Uh, she is aware <laughs> of becoming more financially uh, sound and educated um, on my end. Okay. Um so but not of this particular call. She's definitely aware that, you know, I'm looking for other opportunities. Um, case in point I did apply with Allworth Financial for an IT position, security architect. Oh, good. So hopefully that goes well. But <laughs> in the standpoint of what we already currently have, just you know, gotta get well, a, a goal set. Yeah. Um and I, not just fall into yep. the the lure of consumerism. And do you because, have kids? Uh
1: three. How old?
3: uh 10 7 and soon to be
1: 1 year old. Okay. Oh, man. And what are you doing now to save? Yeah.
3: Uh right now I I try to keep from buying Roblox for the kids every time they ask. For, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. so <laughs> right realistically yeah. It, it, setting aside uh 10% for every direct deposit and I don't touch it. Where's that going? Um, to a savings account. And how much the, is in
0: the savings bank. account?
3: 2200 i believe okay so So, very
0: low so so when you
1: say you don't touch it (laughs) you touch it you try not to touch it but you touch it otherwise there'd be thousands and thousands yeah so let's just start at the beginning let's just start at the very very beginning uh this this person you're marrying do they have any children she has, She and I have our one-year-old together. Okay. Got All it. right. So you've got these three children. So if you were sitting down um, with a good financial advisor, before they started talking about how to save for retirement, they would make sure that the risk portion of your life is covered. So y- your spouse, how much money do they make? 65. Okay. So between the two, you make about $200,000. You need term life insurance first thing. So before okay. we start saving before we get into the sexy stuff, we're going to build a foundation. And the foundation says term life insurance is where you need to go. Uh, you need to buy a 10 or 15 year level term. You each probably need, uh, but you need at least 500,000 and your spouse probably needs three to 500,000, if not more. I could make an argument that you need a million dollars. Yeah, for sure.
0: You're 36 years old. And if yeah. Unless, unless yeah. you have major health issues, it's it's
1: not that expensive. So you we go with a million for you and a half a million uh, plus for your wife. And that's the first thing to do. And then the second is, you know, you does your employer and your spouse's employer have a 401k that's available to you?
3: Hopefully. Uh, I know she does. Okay. But I'm looking for new employment. I'm sure they will.
1: Okay. So you want to do up do to the you, Have you saved in
0: the 401k in the past?
3: Was saving, but I have to track it down because um, they have, and things got transferred, so I have to track that down to see what's there.
2: Okay, okay.
0: I, look, I we are huge proponents of company savings plans. Four hundred one k is, for one reason, well, a couple reasons, but one main reason. The money is yanked out of your paycheck and set aside for your future before you have a chance to spend it. Before the kids say, "Oh, I, you know, we need to get in new new shoes. We need to take a family vacation. We need soccer dues. We need all those other things that are endless, right?" And I don't care. Yeah. Your, your combined income is about two hundred thousand. Like, I can show you a family that combined income is eighty thousand. And they have to figure out how to make things work. And I could find, I could show you families that are making three fifty or four hundred thousand, and they come to me and say, "Scott, I'm having trouble savings." So the income, you're at an income level. There's no
1: reason you can't be saving. That's correct. And what you said earlier True. is that you, when the kids want something, that's the competition for your savings dollars. Are a pair You of, want something. Your kids want something. Your spouse wants something. That is the competition. they wants, not a, needs. A, a trip to Disneyland is the competition for your retirement. Going out to dinner, new pair of uh, Nikes or whatever, whatever, whatever you know, fancy shoe for the thirteen year old or ten year old oh. at the time. <laughs> th- th- those are the competition. So the idea of actually using the four hundred one k is you a minimum up to the match, a minimum up to the match, but. Ideally, 15%, but I wouldn't start there. So I, first thing I'd do is I'd buy life insurance for you and your spouse. We gave you the numbers earlier. The second thing I would do is I'd sign up immediately for the 401ks for your spouse and yourself when it becomes available, 10% of income. And then I would actually start putting money into your what you said your savings account, which is $2,200. You want to get that number up to twenty dollars or $25,000. Once all that is done, once all that is done, then you come back and you actually increase your 401k contributions. After that is done, then we talk about uh, Roths and Roth IRAs. So you've got to do it in that order. People want to go to the sexy part first. Like
0: like investing in like a <laughs> – yeah, like this is. What do you think about
1: this ETF? No one at a, no one at a, a party where you're hanging out with your friends says, "Let's talk about life insurance." No one has ever. Well, maybe someone has a life actua-
0: insurance salesman.
1: What and an <laughs> actuary? Or put, if you had a group of actuaries together, they probably talk about life insurance. But in casual conversation, the purchase of life insurance doesn't come up. I you, you don't do anything else. Don't save another dollar until you get that covered until you get that covered. And don't think that it can't happen to you because it does. It happens to young people all the time because of accidents or disease or whatever that that pass. And you've got three children and a spouse that are relying upon you. Life insurance replaces future income. And I'm not saying buy a big cash value policy with all these bells and whistles just go by the least expensive term you can get i don't even know if he needs 20 he's got a one-year-old all right i'll go with you i'll go with that i'll go with that and get him to age 56 do it in that order and if you need us to repeat it go back and listen to the podcast appreciate the call curtis
3: i'm taking notes all All right right.
1: we wish wish you well sir
0: yep thank you and before we continue on like this last week I dealt with a family situation. Father, um, individual passes away unexpectedly with an eight-year-old. No, no, no no signs. Just boom. Correct. He might have had some signs, but they weren't shared with the rest of the family. Okay. Um, Passes away. And the family, you know, as a family member, we're all like, "Well, how old? Kid eight. Yeah. Sole provider. A, a shared custody with a with an ex who didn't have a much of a career at all, and he was helping, to, I think, pay the ex's rent and everything else. And um, yep. there's not a lot of assets there. And
1: um, and you buy life well, insurance when you qualify. So don't think that life insurance is something that, oh, if something happens, I'll buy it. Because you can't get it when you need it. You can only get it when you want it. Right. If suddenly I'm
0: diagnosed with nope. some sort of cancer, I'm going to have trouble getting life insurance. You can't get life insurance when you need it. Just like it. when your house is on fire, no you, one's going to sell you fire insurance. You, so if there's a, <laughs> hurricane is...
1: Uh barreling Burying in. in. <laughs> Not, <you're laughs> no like, one's going to give you flood You're insurance. like, hey, Jake at State Farm, what do we do? And Jake's like, sorry, busy. Um, you know, it's really interesting on life insurance, and no
0: one likes talking about life insurance. And there's probably some listeners now like, oh, for crying out loud, <laughs> life insurance. Yeah, I, I, if you look at the amount of face, uh, amount of insurance that's in place today, amount of life insurance is in place, it's like half of what it was 30 years ago. People are buying less life
1: insurance today. Well, uh, we know why that is. Right. There's less salesmen. There's less salesmen. Yeah. And changing the demographics. I mean, like changing homeowners- the demographics and uh and uh, consumers getting married later in life. That would drive that.
0: Well, if but if you're getting married later in life, presumably you would be a little more stable financially so then you would be able to afford
1: life insurance. I could argue both sides of that. I don't <laughs> know. Okay. So the point being is what? That, that people are underinsured? People, you
0: get homeowner's insurance because you have to. Most people have a mortgage when they buy the first house. And then when, if you're able to pay your house off, you still keep it because you're like, I don't want to. Makes sense. Yeah, I'd hate to have to pay X dollars to replace this house. Uh, so you're kinda, you kind of have to. And, and But life insurance, you don't have to buy. And the vast majority of the time, just cheap term insurance makes the most sense. Yes. And it's not that expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, before we hit the next call, Pat, I had uh, stated that I was going to uh, answer this. Where did this thing go? It, it was we got an uh, email from, I think it's a client. One of our advisors forwarded it on to us, and so I thought, well, that was, normally I, I shouldn't say I don't. I don't ignore them. <laughs> normally, I um, we don't talk. We don't read emails on the program because I not that exciting a program but anyway well
1: if it's a technical question it's difficult because then you have to make lots of assumptions about the person Now, so. this is just
0: someone who listens to our podcast regularly Rhonda had sent this in and her question on that um and i'm not going to say all the good things she said about the podcast but it is lots of it Whoo, <laughs> my
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sh- okay no there really is it's hilarious okay well i don't want to hear about that part
0: my- uh one idea that I think you could take on is a deeper dive on why you personally aren't planning to retire. For those who are unretiring or think about whether and when to retire, we may benefit from your insights. Da, 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 da.
1: So, well, let's just, let's just start it by saying that we, are, we do not work in a manual labor job. It is, it is stressful at times. I was a tree trimmer for five
0: years as a young man. Got a little tree trimming business. I couldn't, and I'm 56 years old, 57. I'm 57 years old. Um, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't do that job today. I, you could supervise. Yeah, but I couldn't. You can't, you don't think
1: you could climb the tree well, for I just, eight I hours? think how
0: many times my shoulders have been injured the last decade and where I've just been limited on use on um, shoulder okay. stuff so, that I would probably have a trouble holding a chainsaw out and cutting a limb and grabbing the limb with my other arm like I used to do and all that stuff that. Young men can do and young women could do. Yes. But
1: so w- we have a job, and this is as many Americans do, that don't require a ton of physical activity. So at that point in time, you're like, well, if you can do the job physically, then why would you retire or why wouldn't you retire? And look,
0: we've, been, we've both been in this industry for more than three
1: decades.
0: We've literally counseled thousands of people, transferring as they moved from the workplace to retirement, both personally as well as uh, through this show that we've been doing for 28 years.
1: And I have seen people retire beautifully, and I have seen people retire terribly. And quite frankly, I don't know which one I would be. <laughs> so, <laughs> And, and re- retirement,
0: it takes planning like any good thing in life. If you're going
1: to go on vacation, if you're going to have a good vacation, usually there's some planning involved. A a minimum, at least a minimum. We're going to go here. This is how long we think we're going to stay. We think we're going to stay at this place.
0: Maybe you're one of those that just says, hey, let's just wing it and see if we can find a room for the night. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Because I've
1: been there where you can't get a room for the night. I am not. And then you're
0: miserable. Uh, Most of So the better idea that you have, you can plan for that. You can live through it. And a lot of people just don't take the time to really plan for it. And studies have shown, like, the more, whatever the level of responsibilities you have prior to retirement is about the same amount of responsibilities you should have during retirement. You should have. So if you find yourself, if you're one of these really busy people, and you think that the answer to you're going to be happier suddenly
1: not being busy, it's probably not the case. So your reason for not... Well, not, so not, I, not I, thinking
0: you're going to retire. I'm 57. I've helped people retire younger than me. I've got friends that have retired now or are about to retire. And uh, to be completely transparent, the concept of me retiring, and if I suddenly had no job today, um, that would be terrifying to me. I'm just speaking personally. And obviously it's the things that well most of us do our identity is somehow tied up with what we do. I find meaning in it. I've got personal relationships through work. Um but I just feel like I'm I still I'm still relatively young and I still feel like I have a lot to contribute. So if I s let's just say that I was no longer at all worth, no longer a financial advisor, I didn't have my licenses or CPA designation or whatever, somehow it was all stripped for me, I would I would find something else to be
1: fu- fully involved in, to engage. whether to that was for engaged. income or not, because financially, you're a, I assume yeah, it, you're able to retire. Yes. Yeah, that is correct.
0: It would be something that um, I would have weekly commitments, daily commitments. Because just knowing myself, I just. But as I state that, I'm also very fortunate, as are you, Pat, that we've been in a position where we've been able to take time off. That's right, right, and and take go on some vacations, spend time with family. And there are some people that work in, in, that have professions that have been so demanding that they've, well, maybe it's also by their choice. They've never really done some of those things. And they say, when I'm retired, I'm going to do this. And when I'm retired, I'm going to do that. And then I've lived my life. Like if I want to do this or that, I'm going to do this or that.
1: Well, Scott, I have, I have a thesis about retirement, which is most retirees what they want more than anything that they're looking for is control over their calendars, not necessarily leaving the workforce. Right. They want control and over look, their calendars. I, I have a client right now, he's seven, 78, a couple of them, um, that left the formal workplace 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and have been consulting ever since. And the reason they like to consult. Right, they have control. They have control over their calendars. They don't necessarily have control over the jobs that are coming to them, but they feel engaged. It gets them out into the world. They socialize. They challenge themselves, but they have control over their… not everyone can do consulting. That's right. Depending on
0: your profession and, frankly, how good you are and those
1: sorts of things. Maybe what we should redefine is the word retirement. And quite frankly… So what about you? You're 61. 61.
0: Happy birthday to you. Last
1: week. Happy birthday. I missed was it. Was it last week?
0: I got you I got you this No, same. it was this
1: it was this week. What di- what is your birthday? It was the twenty eighth. It was uh it was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually
0: I actually um it's I, funny because my, like my 13-year-old countdown, how many days till her birthday. Oh. You know? yeah. When you get older, it's not quite the same.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, I worked out at the gym, went to lunch with some clients, did some work, and I was in bed by 7.30 at night, like every good 61-year-old <laughs> should be. Actually- there yeah, had the an early
0: dinner, dinner at 4.15. Well, I actually, ha-
1: I, had a, I had a very early morning flight that required me to get out of bed at 3 in the morning, okay. and catch the flight. Otherwise, I wouldn't be to bed that early, but- I thought to myself when I was doing that. I thought to myself about retirement.
0: And then, let me quick question. So, early flight was that work related? It was work related. Okay, so you get up at three something to get an early flight to go some, probably yeah. back
1: east somewhere. I, I I was meeting with a, a firm in Billings, Montana, okay. flying from Sacramento. <laughs> um, and on your birthday, uh, day after my birthday. Okay, day after my birthday. So you went to bed early because you had to get a early. Yeah, on my birthday. Um, and the the, the the reality. So, if I'm honest with myself, um, I, one of the reasons I stepped down as co CEO of Allworth is because I wasn't really enjoying the job anymore, and I don't, I didn't feel I was being as effective as I should have been that the my coworkers deserved, and you know, we went and found a CEO that had more experience than both you and I, and. Changing that environment led me to believe that oh, I could do this a lot, lot, lot longer. And do this working with clients,
0: doing the education stuff with the program, leading the advisory team, helping—that's
1: right—design the financial planning that we do. Finding my space, finding my space, and sometimes you know the jobs can can grow past your either your ability or your desire to do them, and it's okay to actually say I I don't want to be that like. I want something that better fits where I am at this stage of my life. So retirement doesn't, you know, ask me four years from now or five years or six years from now. But there isn't a drop dead date. But, you know, we have the unbelievable privilege of actually having a lot of control. But we Scott, do. I think that. it's un, it. it it's, it's a little unique. Understand. But I think a lot of the large corporations are recognizing that and beginning to accommodate that. Well, the there's certainly experience. been
0: talk on that for a long time. I don't haven't seen a whole... Every once in a while, you'll... I mean, when was the last time you had someone said they're now job-sharing with somebody? It's kind of hard to do anyway. It is. If you're a teacher... Well,
1: that's exactly who I was thinking when you said you're job-sharing. Other than
0: that, I don't it's can hard.
1: imagine that
0: No one at all was anyway.
1: job-sharing.
0: We've had many people retire.
1: That's right. Anyway, that's the answer to our the question that this person asked so yeah well, and ask me next week <laughs> <laughs> well you know, it, it, when
0: oftentimes people retire there's something trick something changes oh
1: oh tr- so the triggers that
0: look, look and we're big on people getting financially prepared for retirement like that is crucial whether or not you ever want to retire there's a good chance that you are not going to be able to work at some point in time
1: that's a that, that, that maybe that's the almost a certainty.
0: That's almost a certainty. Yeah, unless you die on the job, you're going to get to the point when your cognitive reasoning is not going to be quite what it was, you your energy, energy level is not going to be what it was, maybe your workplace no longer sees the value in what you're doing,
1: all of those things. So the idea well, you've got a health issue that takes you out. That you prepare for the retirement is the most important thing. How yeah. you choose to but, but by the way, the better you're prepared for retirement, the more flexibility there is to stay in the work. Yes, because then it's uh... and then you you you're negotiating from strength, or you are confident enough that regardless of what the outcome. But I retired many a many a client where, um, the stress it had created health issues. The stress created the health issues. And, uh, yep. I said to him,
0: you people either- that have been running hard and suddenly they're mid fifties and,
1: and I'm like, like doctor it- kind of like either you do something different or you're going to, and, and I say to him, look, if, if you can't figure out how to manage the stress, then maybe it's time to retire.
0: Yeah. Or do something different. That's right. And
1: oftentimes it's people preparing
0: for retirement. Maybe they're three years out from retirement. Suddenly there's a reorg
1: with their work new manager in- and yeah. I can't, I, we can't talk about ourselves anymore. This is enough. I was just answering that. We're I talking about retirement. I understand. I understand. You don't I like just... talking about yourself? No, no, only to my closest friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: then to, they can't get enough. <laughs> Tell me okay. more, Pat. I want to hear more about your situation. Just Only to
1: <laughs> my old friends from high school. I call them up, talk about myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's
0: uh, we'll continue back with the calls here. Let's talk to Ellen in Ohio. Ellen, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
4: I have a specific question about when you would um, recommend a person um, looking at annuities. So, I am 64, I'll be 65 in March. My plan had been to stop working when I turned 65. That may or may not happen, but I'll at least go down in hours. So, I will you may I will be not working as much when I turn 55. Okay. And right after the first of the year, I'm going to be getting approximately two years worth of income from a deferred comp plan from my company. And taking that money is what I'm wondering, would it be a good idea to put into an annuity? I haven't thought about annuities for 15 years or so. And I had heard at that time, huge fees, um, that, um, the brokers would receive. And so I said, no, never going to be interested, put it to my back of my mind. And now that I have this specific, specific circumstance coming up, I'm wondering, and I've heard that annuities have kind of changed over time and maybe it's not the huge fees anymore. And maybe it is something that I should be considering.
0: What is it you're hoping an, an annuity would provide for you?
4: Um, stability of in. Well, I'm a very uh, conservative person. I I think I have fine enough money and everything. I'm a good saver. You will definitely say that when you hear. Okay. Um, but I'm also very conservative, old-fashioned. Um, just want to have that security yeah. so of what you, knowing that there's money coming in.
0: What do you have? Uh, what do you have in savings?
4: Four hundred one k IRA. What do you okay.
0: like? What have you saved up?
4: It, in my retirement account I have about one five one point five million dollars.
0: And how's that invested?
4: Um, primarily that would probably be at this point in time about seventy-five percent in mutual funds. There's a reason, because when you, you need to know I have about nine hundred thousand dollars in cash and cash equivalents right okay. now. That that number's that number's gone up a lot recently. I haven't had that much money in cash. But I have a lot of cash, so I've been starting to put my retirement that shouldn't I have to touch for quite some time. I've put more of of that into um, mutual funds.
1: And you said recently Mm -hmm. um, that all of a sudden there's a lot more money in cash. What has happened recently that has caused a spike in your cash holdings?
4: Um, Two things, primarily. Um, Part owner in a company um, for a couple of years now. And I moved from Colorado, cost of living and housing prices a lot higher. It It is uh, there than it is in rural Ohio, where I currently am, okay. so I got a lot of money out of real estate
1: and do you own uh your primary residence now? Yes, and how much money do you think you're going to need to live on
4: i'm I'm cheap and conservative um I could live on very little but um fifty thousand a year sixty thousand a year and what's that'd your be fine.
0: um what's your health like relative to other sixty four year old women
4: it's probably – it's decent. It's average, I'd say. I have longevity in my family side for females, so that, I've got good genes. Um, if I could just be a little more active and lose some weight, I'd probably be healthier. But it's probably average, I'd say. And
1: um, single? Yes.
0: You Can, might be a good yeah. candidate for an immediate annuity Yeah, yeah. in this market. Like, it, a, a year ago – I mean, rates have been so low for a while, I was just like, yeah, it's not a very good time to lock your money in for the rest of your life. But – how much? How much after tax dollars will come
1: out in twenty twenty
4: four for the deferred comp or yeah. in total?
1: No, uh, no, and then comp- well, this is yeah. You were talking about a non qualified deferred compensation yep. plan, I assume. Yeah, that's going to so spring after- at the time that you lower your yep. um, right. How much money will
4: come yeah. out? Yeah, about after tax two fifty.
1: Yeah, it, it wouldn't bother me. I can see an the, immediate annuity, an immediate annuity,
4: yeah. which means what
0: exactly? You give up? Well, this is so there is. <laughs> Plus, you give up control of that dollar in return it's like buying a monthly pension mhm it's like you went to work it's
1: like this it's like taking this non qualified um deferred compensation and converting it to a monthly pension
4: okay
0: and a year ago today. the rates wouldn't have been attractive they're much more attractive today
4: okay,
1: okay. <laughs> you're only doing it to make yourself feel good though yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the only reason you're doing it. Don't buy an equity index annuity or you don't need a variable. You you don't need to do this. I mean, look, look, we could take that 250 grand. You could drop it on top of the cash that you have. Now you're at 1.15 million. We added up. It's all 2.65 million. Uh, What was your income last year?
4: Um, Well, my wage is 175, but my taxable uh, adjusted gross income is just under 500 okay um yeah you
1: you're doing it to make yourself feel good okay <laughs> it, 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 look look uh, um i can make an argument you f- can be really conservative in parts of your portfolio That's right. which is
0: i you might want to yeah. do either a kind of a you you don't want to be 100 percent conservative in everything
1: but by the way you yeah. kind of got it backwards a little bit here too <laughs> That's backwards. She's got all the equities in her yeah, retirement yeah. plan, and you've got all taxable. your taxable stuff so tax outside, plan, and you're... it should be actually th- the opposite. And the reason is, um, is that income that's that's being derived from your cash. Let's say we put a bond, a conservative bond portfolio, average length, medium length bond, intermediate length bond portfolio in there. Um, that's going to be taxed as ordinary income as it comes off versus if you had reversed it and put that in your IRA and the equities um, tax managed outside. They're going to receive not only a step up in basis at death, but you're going to have uh, capital gains when you go to sell them. And some, very little in the way of ca- taxable distribution. And very, very little bit on them. And their qualified
0: dividends that even the ones that are. so.
1: Yeah. So you've you've kind of got it backwards. Yeah. Um, well, not kinda. You got it backwards. Um, okay. And so, you know, quite frankly, have you ever used a qualified advisor before? No. You, you need you, just have a couple conversations. Yeah, with yeah. Couple. Go pay them for a financial plan, and 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 have a com- couple conversations. That's find right. someone you like and trust. I with. mean, I've known you for what? How long have we gone here? Four minutes? Five <laughs> minutes? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and. You look at it, and you're like, "Oh, great saver!" You said you were a good saver. Um, I like the fact that you actually asked about the annuity. Yeah, I could, you, I could argue for it against it. It economically, it's not going to make a bit of difference. I don't think I. If you were my sister, I'd say, "Nah, don't bother." But your portfolio needs to be tweaked. If you if you had much, if
0: your portfolio was much smaller, it actually might. A, a, a larger opportunity to
1: use it. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. There's, no oh, que- okay. there's no question. So if you look at how much of your... Of this if you didn't 50- have any buffer, but you've got a lot of buffer. Yeah, and then it's mm-hmm. the, your income, you need $50,000 a year to live on. Your Social Security is going to provide 35 of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that you should actually take more income than 50 grand out to live on. I think you should live it up a little bit. Buy yourself, a, you know, whatever you guys buy in Ohio. What is it, corn? <laughs> Co- what is it, chili? You guys eat chili with spaghetti? <laughs> what is that weird
0: chili they have in their uh,
1: Skyline chili. Is that what they call
4: it? Yeah, skyline, yes. yeah. Yeah. Get yourself
1: some extra Gets skyline. Yourself, like, but sky- that's going to be <laughs> <laughs> contrary to the things she you She's oh, trying oh, to lose weight. The weight. Yeah. You, get them, you get them on the spaghetti noodles, and then they put the cheese I don't know why they it. call it chili. <laughs> I don't know either. And I, I love
0: local traditions, I must say. Yes, but not that yeah, one. No, oh, one come us. on! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all
1: right. Good luck to you. Uh, pay pay an advisor to just or, or have a couple of conversations with them. Yeah. Wish you well, all Alan. Right. Thanks. Well, we are nearing the time of. Um, yep, the show be coming to an end. Yeah, I, but in the last couple of minutes, I did want to talk about the massive amounts of cash in. Um, in investors' pockets, in brokerage accounts, and in high yields money and,
0: markets. And that so, I think money markets hit new high.
1: And this this came to me. One of my uh, four children, my oldest, his friend has a job, uh, works in Omaha, Nebraska, and he reached out to me and said, "You know, Mister McLean, um, you, like you can call me Pat because you're almost thirty, um, but uh, I've got this money in my IRA, and I've got some money outside of my IRA." I want to talk to you about how to invest it. And he made a comment to me which I thought was striking. He said, "Well, why would I why would I put money in the stock market?" Essentially, he said, "Why would I the when money markets are paying 5%, why do you why do you need stocks? What what what's the point of stocks?" And I thought to myself, "This is what many investors are thinking right now, which is why take the risk?" That's exactly right. Why take the risk of a stock market ups and downs when I can get 5%, close to 5%?
0: When you got 5% and inflation's running 3.5% and you've got taxes on top of that, you're not earning anything. But
1: but I went through, look, every investment is based on a timeline. It's not based on, you know, that's what, because the longer the timeline in the stock market, the the less risk there is. Exactly. So I said, if you're saving money and for historically, stocks have done
0: five to six percentage points above the rate of inflation. That's right. Over long periods of time.
1: That's right. And Real so, return. It reminded me to to talk about this on this show, which is, look, money markets are fine for short term cash, but for long term retirement, it's a terrible idea. It's an awful idea. And if you found yourself moved
0: money out of some more growth assets and it's been sitting in cash we and you've sit. just missed this massive run-up, maybe it's time to talk to an advisor and get some help. It'll be, it'll be worth what you pay. I'm pretty sure of that. So, anyway, we're, it's been great having you with us. Uh, join us again next week. This has been Scott Hanson and Pat McClain, all with Money Matters.